0: The concept of enabling data for organizations um, as opposed to governance is where things are and, and need to head. A role of the chief data officer sitting outside, separate and apart from necessarily IT as we historically think of it, is going to be extremely important as more and more organizations rightly become cloud forward. That data isn't going to live inside of your four walls, but we need the right processes, tools, and approach to make the data available in the right ways, safely, legally, ethically, to allow the organization to do what it needs to do.
1: Welcome to the Reimagining Cyber Podcast, where we share short and to the point perspectives on the cyber landscape. It's all about engaging yet casual conversations, and what organizations are doing to reimagine their cyber programs while ensuring their business objectives are top priority. With my co-host Stan Wiseman, head of security Strategists, I'm Rob Arrego, chief security strategist, and this is Reimagining Cyber. So,
2: Stan, who do we have joining us for this episode? Rob, our guest today is Greg Anderson, vice president and chief privacy officer for EW Scripts Company. Greg is an experienced attorney who has led many privacy and security initiatives over his career, and prior to EW Scripps, Greg held a global data protection officer role at Lexmark, where he implemented a program focused on supporting the business needs while enabling capabilities to support global data protection legal requirements. Greg, it's great to have you join us today. Can you expand a little bit more on your background for our audience? As you said, I'm a technology attorney. I
0: focus on privacy, security, as well as uh, transactions, contracts. Tech has always been part of my life from a cassette-driven TRS-80 and a Apple II Plus <laughs> to my uh, first real job in telecom, building out CDMA, GSM, 3G networks in the US, Europe, and Canada. Uh, I got my law degrees from the University of Georgia and um, the Université Jean Moulin in Lyon, France. And um, outside of work, I'm married to the world's best and prettiest French teacher, with whom we've. I've got two young boys, and uh, I'm a lifelong scuba diver, and uh, um, also spend a lot of time as a, a volunteer and firefighter here in my town in Kentucky. Wow, that's great. Um, uh, tell you a little bit about Scripps. Uh, it's a 144-year-old media company with 61 local TV stations across the country, nine national networks, including Newsy, which is our recently over-the-air news channel. Uh, and we're the stewards of the national spelling bee, which has been running for over mm. 90 years. And one of the coolest things I get to work with. Um, Scripps has a real commitment to journalism, and uh, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to be serviced to the company.
1: So, Greg, well, first off, congratulations also on the University of Georgia Bulldogs winning the national championship. We didn't, we didn't get to talk about that previously.
0: I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you,
0: you may have heard a little bit about the dogs in the, in the news
1: last couple of weeks. Just so a little news. You. Yeah, congrats. But let's jump into the conversation with, uh, with more of a focus, obviously, on the role of privacy, right, and how you've taken some kind of programmatic approaches to, uh, to, to really drive better business outcomes, right, and, and enable privacy as kind of that opportunity path to do so. Uh, so if you think about things from a business and different organization there's so many different functions that end up getting involved in, in the discussions and the planning and execution. So I'd love to hear from you really, what's the model that's implement that you've been implementing that's worked very well and also kind of success that you've driven with the collaboration across those different functions of the business. Yeah,
0: I, obviously every organization is different with different structures, hierarchies, and cultures. So the approach has to shift based on those variables, but I I truly believe there are um, certain truths that are self-evident and and this could be both for privacy and security. Um, The first is you have to work top down and bottom up. And what I mean by that is there really has to be buy-in and support from the highest levels of the organization. So the message is repeated, reinforced um, that what you're doing is important and has true meaning across the organization. And then from the bottom up, you really have to win the hearts and minds of the individual contributors. Um, Management by walking around in quotation marks, obviously, these days to a certain degree. But what I mean Mm -hmm. is be social, get to know the folks that are out there, what their jobs are, what they're doing, how it can contribute or be impacted by what you're trying to do. Uh, Treat the program like a marketing campaign. Um, I've learned more about branding uh, in, in my role in privacy than ever before in my career. Uh, so brand your program and really make that work for you. Buy a lot of pizzas, stickers, challenge coins, stuffed animals, whatever it is, and distribute that, that to the organization. So when um, people think about uh, or, or privacy issues come up, then they're, tying that back to you and your program. So even if they don't know what the right thing to do is or what the answer may be to a particular question, they they know where to go. And they know um, that the privacy organization is there and is there to help work through those tough issues. Um, and lastly, I would say, get to know your DevOps, right? So your dev folks um, is where a lot of the harder conversations and a lot of the harder work is going to happen. So to really understand um, what their... Uh, what they're trying to accomplish, what the roadmaps look like, get involved in standups, understand what dev cycles look like um, and what it takes to to make changes and shifts in what they're trying to do so you can work well with them and accomplish what you need to accomplish.
2: I think that branding message is a great one, Greg. I I, I remember in the old days, the awareness posters, but now you're putting down on steroids, right? I mean, in all different forms of, of communicating the, the importance and, and uh, the stickers on the laptops or whatever it might be. Yeah.
0: And, and I think, I mean, and you really have to go in, uh, a lot of that sometimes is becomes secondary, but I, 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 truly believe that bringing that to the forefront and, and um, and putting an effort into that to make it engaging is important because we all have to do the standardized training once a year. And um, there's different flavors of making that engaging, but um, really embracing that idea of of making it a marketing campaign and and attaching some some levity to what's otherwise for a lot of people, a a dry subject is important.
2: Yeah, and another stakeholder in the whole privacy equation now is the consumer, right? I mean, in in many parts of the world, uh, the consumer now has been afforded the power to take control of their data as well as what the organization can do with their data. You know, as, as these privacy laws around the world have have been put in place, you know, what are some of the changes you, as a business, have had to make in the last several years to reflect that?
0: Well, yeah, there's been a lot, right? Um, as my bleary-eyed, overworked <laughs> colleagues in privacy will attest, uh, the last few years have been a, a bit of a marathon at a sprint pace, all while. Uh, juggling to to get things in place. Um, there's uh, uh, the, the shift in how you think about your data. Uh, that it, who owns the data? Just because you have it doesn't necessarily mean that it's yours. Mm-hmm. Um, the personal data, the PII um, that we talk about in privacy belongs to the consumer it belongs to the individual the the data subject and the organization is the steward of that data while it's in their possession and there's responsibilities and obligations that go along with that so it's the the changing that thinking around the data that you have and then of course the mechanisms and processes that have to be in place to allow the consumers to exercise those rights that they're being granted under The various sundry laws that have been um, implemented around the world. Um, Back to my folk, my friends in Dev. Historically, there's always been the thought of get all the data, right? Get everything you can get your hands on, because, and rightly so, you never know what might be useful from a troubleshooting perspective. If there's uh, an issue in your in your SaaS offering or your hardware or what have you, and a customer comes in with an issue, you just never know what you might need or where that issue is going to pop up. So Mm -hmm. um, it's always been a get all the data. Um, And, and now um, I think there's, there's truly more time and effort spent on what do we really need to get the job done and um, implementing concepts like, minimization and uh, the correct use and storage and, and treatment of that data.
1: You know, I, I kinda wanna go into that a little bit further as it relates to um, the data itself, working with dev teams and just kind of all the different components in that. And one of the themes that it seems to kind of help better scope the data that uh, an organization is collecting on the consumers has been centered over the past, I don't know, you know, year, year and a half of getting some good traction uh, as it relates to purpose and context and it's more about where the business you know kind of should be asking themselves what what is the purpose of the data that we're collecting right H- how will it will be used and what's the context behind the use of the data as well and it all ties back into again answering the questions relevant to you know what the consumer's concerns are what the privacy regulations are driving at so has that purpose and context theme helped provide some better clarity on the requirements from a privacy perspective
0: um I I think you're rarely going to hear the words clarity and privacy used together in the same (laughs) sentence. Um, But uh, as I mentioned above, you know, purpose and context certainly provides the lens through which an organization has to think about its practices. And um, if you sort of flip the script to a certain degree and think of the requirement to understand the purpose in the context as a opportunity as opposed to a burden, I think there can be some real value added to the business. Um, As I I mentioned, historically, where the thought was just get everything, dump it where you're going to dump it and um, go looking for uh, the needle in the haystack when and if you need to. Having the discipline to collect the truly important data and then um, with the requirements the privacy requirements around um, understanding what data you have, where it is, how it's used, purpose and context. I think organizations have a better insight into what they actually have today, as opposed to, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there are data lakes and then there's data swamps and um, having uh, just whatever you can get your hands on dumped someplace so it, because it may become useful someday, um, doesn't necessarily work move towards an efficient use of that data for the business. And the, the idea of, of really understanding the purpose and context and getting what you need as opposed to everything, I think has some real advantages in the business going forward.
2: Now, now taking a step back, relatively speaking, privacy is still in its infancy, right? I mean, people are are still learning along the way, and and when you try to break down the privacy requirements, and and what role teams such as legal and security and IT and compliance have to play, it can get a bit confusing. Um, I mean, these different groups tend to translate requirements from their own point of view, and and you know turn to their own verbiage and try to describe the pieces that are relevant to them. And you mentioned the dev teams, you know, they 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 have their own view of what they need to do. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it seems that the approach you've taken also serves as a great way of bringing people together and, and, and use your common vernacular to properly execute a data privacy program. Would that, would that be a fair ass- assessment? And, and if so, can you share some examples?
0: Um, I, I think it is. And I think that's one of the ways that a privacy program can really be an asset to the business. Uh, when you're in the privacy role, it's, it's complex. It's, it's both legal and technical and business all thrown together. And it doesn't um, it's not siloed into one very easy binary um, answer. So I see the role of the privacy officer as being one where you have, the expertise, both on the legal privacy front, but you really can understand the technical side and translate, be the bridge between mm-hmm. legal and technical and the business to bring those functions together for the common good and for a common purpose. So um, I, I, one, as I mentioned at the top, having that top down and then the bottom up type of approach, if you have privacy advocates. If you have folks out in the various business functions that are playing a role or or that you interact with um, uh, frequently from a privacy perspective and you bring those folks together, I think I find it very interesting to... um, see how you can break down silos within the business. Folks that um, uh, are, are either working in parallel on uh, on a similar project, but have no idea or um, have a different take on something that uh, another part of the business is working on. Um, so as you create those relationships, because you're all working, you have them all working with you for you on the privacy front, there's also pickups within a business because, oh, well, I didn't know that this group was working on that or approaching a particular problem from that perspective, but maybe we can help from a technical side uh, to, to, to do things a little bit better. So um, I think examples um, that I've seen in the past are uh, businesses that are going out and trying to implement a new uh, a, a new contract or a new set of terms and conditions with customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're looking at that, you know, how are you gathering those, how are you gathering those consents? How are you gathering those contracts? But because we're working together in um, a privacy context with context with some of the folks on the technical side, um, you have some dev guys put up their hand and go, well, wait a minute. Um, instead of doing some, you uh, um, massive mail merge and sending things via email uh, maybe I've got a better solution where we can um, um, automate that process for you so it's it's been interesting to see um, how uh, using the privacy program as a backdrop you can bring different functions together um, to to help with not only privacy but but actual business challenges as well. And as as you're working together, you know, people start to understand where you're coming from, from a privacy perspective, what that common vernacular is and what the ultimate goal of the organization is.
2: We talk about building security in, you know, I think privacy by design is, is also become more relevant. And I think what you're also alluding to is getting in there early enough to influence things and not just be at the end of the process um, we're raising red flags of potential noncompliance or um, uh, you know issues that might derail a particular business initiative, and and I, I assume that you're trying to get in early enough to actually help make those decisions or clarify how privacy impacts a program um, to avoid those kind of late life cycle kind of impacts.
0: One hundred percent. Whether it's um, privacy or security or legal. I think if you're going to do any of those three jobs well, you are getting out and knowing the business, understanding the business. I go to multiple stand-up meetings um, every month, every quarter. I go to IT all hands meetings. Um, I go to uh, uh, business division leader, uh, Monday morning um, stand-ups with a lot of frequency Even when I don't have anything to say, um, even if I'm not being invited for a particular purpose, so I can hear what's going on out there, right? So I can understand what people are doing across the business. So you can get in there early because to your point, um, if you're coming in after the fact or after something's already finished, and there's a problem from a security perspective or a privacy perspective or a legal perspective, it's a heck of a lot more expensive, more time-consuming mm-hmm. to fix it after the fact than if you could apply it at the beginning.
1: Yeah, and I think that makes all the sense in the world, right? it's kind of a similar concept that we've seen maybe over the past couple of years. It's it's, it's really worked well on the security side, which is the role of the, the visa, right? The Business Information Security yep. Officer, right? That translation layer, and you kind of alluded to it, with the whole privacy advocate as well. So that, that collaboration, but more importantly understanding the business context and then translating that back in and getting everybody on the same page, being involved as early as possible is absolutely critical. I think to any sort of project. So it makes all the sense as to the uh, approach that you've taken. I
0: I, I work very hard in every organization that I'm in to sort of recast either legal or privacy and security as well as, as part of the team, right? We are not, We're not, we don't have to be the hall monitors. We don't want most of the time to be the hall monitors, right? Um, I tell people all the time, rarely are you going to hear me say, you can't run with scissors. I'm just going to work with you from the beginning to talk about how you can run with those scissors safely. And it's Mm -hmm. um, a a better way to collaborate and gain that trust inside the organization.
1: Greg, one of the things that, you know, in your approach, which is different is, Um, obviously again, really focused on just working through what's needed for your business, your business partners, different functions. Whereas what we've seen in some other, you know, organizations, conversations is the whole kind of, let me take the ruler and cross, hit it across your knuckles because I'm going to drive it with particular privacy regulations, whether it's CCPA, you you pick the particular, you know, regulation, privacy-based regulation. Um, but the approach you're taking is completely different. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, everybody is so sick and tired of hearing, well, if you,
0: you know, the, the boogeyman specter of, of um, oh, if you do this, then we're going to be fined out of existence. It's just, it's the boy who cried wolf and I don't think it's an effective way to to garner collaboration, respect, and ultimately the change that you need to.
1: So Greg, you know, the other thing you were discussing um, earlier was really driving the aspect of data analytics. And as you said, the dev team is, a. Hey, I need all the data. Let's put it over here. At some point in time, I need to maybe get my hands on it. For some reason, the business is now saying I need all the data because I could drive better insights. I can drive different revenue streams. Great. Right. But from a security perspective, we also have the concern that, well, what's actually out there. Is there PI information and other intellectual property things that shouldn't probably be out invisible to everyone. And now you're coming in, of course, with that angle and perspective of privacy. Um, And also the, data doesn't always just sit within our perimeter any longer, right? Now we're pushing it out to the cloud environments and making them available for our teams to engage that way. So I guess when you look at that data analytics and that spread, you talked about the data swamp earlier, what what are some of those key challenges that you're seeing in that particular area? I I believe
0: going forward that the concept of enabling data for organizations, um, as opposed to governance, is where things are and and need to head. Um, Uh, A role of the chief data officer sitting outside, separate and apart from necessarily IT, as we historically think of it, is going to be extremely important as more and more organizations rightly become cloud forward. That data isn't going to live inside of your four walls, but we need the right processes, tools, and approach to make the data available in the right ways, safely, legally, uh, ethically, to allow the organization to do what it needs to do. Um, I, I am on advisory board of, of uh, um, an AI-driven startup that looks at uh, data in the cloud um, to use that concept of enabling data across the organization in, in the right way. and I think that as we move forward, you're going to see more and more organizations look at data differently, more as an asset um, uh, to be used across the organization as opposed to something that you're throwing in the basement to, to only pull
1: out when necessary. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think, you know, again, just it's, it's, a, um, it's kind of a tricky environment that we're dealing with, right? We, we don't necessarily know what data is out there what the purpose of the data is at some point in time. So just trying to get your arms wrapped around it, I think is just a, a major issue, but um, you know, I think people are making good progress. And obviously the, the engagement that you shared with us of how you work with the different lines of business, how you really are, again, taking that collaborative approach, um, almost in a way kind of gamifying it, like, like making the awareness aspect of it fun, right? As to, you know, these are the things that we should be considering. And it's kind of in the back of their mind. It's not like, again, smacking in the face, with you got to do these things because otherwise we're going to get penalized. So I really think that sharing with our audience the approaches that you've taken in uh, in the program that you've implemented is is just a great example of what other people should be considering. So thanks for coming on and joining and sharing all those experiences within the data privacy arena.
0: Thank you all very much. It's been great. Appreciate it.
2: Hey, thanks, Greg.
1: Thanks for listening to the Reimagining Cyber podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to have us cover a specific topic of interest, feel free to reach out to us and you can find out how in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe. This podcast was brought to you by Cyberes, a microfocus line of business, where our mission is to deliver cyber resilience by engaging people, process, and technology to protect, detect, and evolve.